the reason that I got to take that ride and plummet as far down and deep as I did is so that I could unlearn all of that old bullshit way of being, all of that old like, oh, best self, oh, just do this instead, just like fine tune that or just mindset shift without healing. There is a deeper healing that we get to experience so that we can bring more of our essence to the table. Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. That goddess drip. <laughs> I had to say it before I forgot. <laughs> we could name that. That's the vibe for this episode. <laughs> for real. Oh my gosh. I am lit up right now. If people could see me in this video, because physically my body, because when you're with your soul fam, my friends, I've told you this, everyone listening, when you're with your soul fam, your vibration raises naturally. Like you can be your full self. That's what I'm experiencing right now because I am honored to be joined by someone in my soul family, Crede, the one and only Crede, who is a goddess, queen, priestess, empress. But besides that, is also the founder of Yoga with Crede. She's one of the most creative people I'll ever know in this life. She's a healer. She's a speaker. She does incredible work on this planet and the earth thanks her and is lucky to have her. So welcome to House of Low. Finally, my love, we're doing this. Thank you for having me. This has been so long coming. I remember just talking to you the beginning of the year and like, you're like, will you be in my podcast? <laughs> At that point, I had so much to integrate that I was like, not ready yet, but yeah. you know, it took me like 11 months yeah. <laughs> and now we're here. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. And yeah. And for all of your words of encouragement and just I can feel your energy. Like right when we hopped on this call, I had this full body, just like, like relief. And I think that just speaks to how I feel. And everyone feels in your energy. It's like that held, like I can relax now, you know? Oh, that means the world to me. Don't make me cry. And first, <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you. I want to give a little background. So first, today's tea, Crede and I dropped in right before we recorded two seconds ago and the divine spoke through us and today's tea is on riding the ride and enjoying the flow so it's not always about enjoying the ride i know we all say that but the ride is full of bumps obstacles it's smooth it's everything in between it's both and my favorite phrase and Today, we're going to really talk about the wild ride that 2022 has been for both Crede and myself. Before we do that, my love, I would love for you to give your background on what brought you here, anything you feel called to share, what you're doing in the world these days, and how you're feeling these days. Yeah, I would love to. So I guess what brought me here is my, hmm, hmm, oh, the ride, the ride brought me here. I was going to start with my yoga business, but far before that, just the ride of life. 
dropping into some low lows and having to create my own tools and systems to pull myself out and rely on my spiritual tools as well. So cultivating that because, you know, I was going to a four-year university, ended up dropping out, spiraling into a this place of severe social anxiety and depression and trying to find help through counseling, that falling through and all of the systems that, you know, are in place, just not being able to help me or serve me. Mm-hmm. So eventually I found yoga. And it's been a it's been a long journey. I found yoga like 10 years ago. I've been teaching for five. And then when COVID hit, I started my business, which I thought was just going to be helping people one-on-one with yoga. And then let's fast forward some years now where it's turned into a coaching business. And I also help corporations create yoga programs. So this is where we're at. That's where we were. And it just continues to deepen and get wilder. Yeah. Talk about it. That wild life. I feel like that's how I describe my life. There's no other way to describe it. I can't even, I'm sure you're the same where you can't even keep everybody up to date because it changes. Like in the next 24 hours, 75 more things will happen and 20 more shifts. And I just feel like all of us are going through these massive next level rebirth periods. Yeah. You can't even update everybody on what has been changing. And so like, I've just been sharing I've just been sharing it all out there. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Starting a dating TikTok to like putting more. Oh, I love that. Out there to just like be seen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, this is an ongoing conversation I'm having with almost every woman I talk to on the podcast of this. I mean, the the feminine wound in our culture is the fear of being seen. That's the big challenge. And Thank God we're all being brought together in our soul family clusters, if you will. And because I think we need each other, we need the souls that we know and that make us feel safe to be our full selves because we can't expect the culture to deliver that for us. And you're right. It comes from within. I love that you said you're learning so much through your own spiritual rituals and toolbox that you've created that you're, you know, that the divine source has been guiding you through there for you. And that's what I pray everyone can do, babe, is figure out their own practices, right? There isn't one way. Some people can't meditate the way some people do. Some people meditate in different ways, you know, and I think we're all coming into this back to like the self-empowerment where it's like, I can come up with my own rituals. I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. So I just love that you call that out. Yeah, it's wild because it's all there. It's like it resides in us as an inner wisdom. Yeah. And the more that we can quiet everything else around us, the easier it can be to tap into that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I can't wait to flow with you on this topic today. Before we do that, I want people to get to know the magic that is you and all that you are through some of my little rapid fire questions. (laughs) Are you ready? So ready. Okay. First question, my love, give me one word that describes you and your essence. (laughs) Orange. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Because it's bright and nothing rhymes with it. So it's unique. And... Crude lives from that sacral chakra. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I do. 
<laughs> you know, you, you've taught me a lot about my sacral. <laughs> Just in case everyone's curious, sacral is the womb, creation, space, pleasure, joy, orgasms, and the like. Okay. It's <laughs> a creation. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Next question, my love. What's one of your mantras for life? Ooh, mm-hmm. one of my mantras. Yeah. You know, I think oh, there's so many, but there is one quote that I recently came across and it is my new mantra. So I'm going to okay. share it with you. So it goes, it's kind of just a quote, but yeah. we don't create a better world by waging war against the old one. Mm. Do it by making art and telling stories that make a new world irresistible. Speechless. And I think that just boils down to just like, I am art, I am creation, I am all that is. Let's all just take that in for a second. Here's to that golden age, my love. Thank you for sharing that. That touched me deeply and I know it'll touch everyone that's listening. So thank you. Okay, next rapid fire, baby girl. What ritual makes you feel gorgeous? You know what? So I have a lot of rituals. My favorite thing ever, Uh ever, is literally throwing on stadium earrings. I'm with you. Literally the same. You don't understand, you guys. (laughs) I got to use these videos because Crede's earrings, when we jumped on the call, I nearly fell off my chair at these earrings. And then she goes, oh, you know, it's just that little goddess drip. (laughs) It's everything. What are they? Can you describe what they are for everyone listening? So, my goodness. They're these like big golden pieces of metal like wound up into like a, I don't even know, like a big circle. And then it's twisted. It's huge. It's like bigger than my, as big as like my fist, essentially. They're indescribable. The first thing I thought when I saw them was it looks like a holiday gift, like a wrapped present. Yeah. Right? It's they're incredible. Okay. Anyway, I people ask me all the time, like, oh, you always got that jewelry and that. That's like I pray the feminine is starting to adorn herself. I mean, Mm -hmm. for herself, you know, like you and I are in our apartment recording a podcast and we've adorned ourselves. Like that is a ritual in and of itself, babe. So Thank you for calling that out because it just allows you to feel like your true self. It's like, it's not a mask. It's actually an extension of you, you know? So it's the inside pouring out, right? right. That's right. That goddess drip. Yeah. (laughs) My new favorite favorite phrase ever. I'll be using it in all the inappropriate settings possible to really get people going. So excited. Thank you for that gift, my love. Okay, next question. What is an action you took recently that came from a place of abundance? Ooh, an action that came from a place of abundance. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. You know what? So I actually was working on this just before this call. I am opening up a couple of like scholarship spots for coaching. Oh. And this is because I've recently shifted my entire business structure and I want to coach from my heart. Yeah. And so I'm allowing my other streams of income to support the foundation 
of my business and incredible in a different space so that I can really uplift more people that look like me, more people that look like you, especially like, you know, or people of color. So. Mm, so beautiful, babe. I love that. And it's so, I feel like all of us doing our mission, our purpose, we want to have these like generosity models. It's not just for people that quote unquote have the money, but we also get to call in abundance so that we can support the luxury lifestyle we're worthy of, right? It's just, it's both and <laughs> just is. So I love that you created that. I just talked to Mara and she did the same thing where she's been offering this like generosity model for her licensed business. And she said she's gotten so much joy out of it. So I love that, babe. Thank you for doing that. And I know you're going to touch a lot of people with whoever is guided to work with you, you know? So I love that. I'm excited. My heart sing. Okay. What is something that can always be found on your table? Any table you're ever at? That's always found on my table. Oh, damn. (laughs) Say something like basic, like my chapstick or something, but like at my table. Yeah. I think at my table, I always have like a good, genuine, like friend. Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I'm answering it right, but that's my. Everything's right. Yeah. Somebody that like knows me all the way through. And that, like, I just ride for. Oh my God. That is a phenomenal answer. Best answer I've ever heard. Thank you. And two more questions. I'm really excited to hear what you, what your answer is to this next one. What nourishment brings you the most joy? Any way you nourish yourself? Mm, The nourishment that brings me the best joy and reflection of this life and all my past lives Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. you know, when you wake up and you get out of bed, you go take a shower. And then there's like, if you have that, the luxury of time, you could maybe even like roll back into bed and like look like that is grade A nourishment. And I know that in my heart because there have been so many days where I've had to go to whatever job I was working. And the one thing that I wanted was to rest in my bed, especially on days where I was bleeding. Like that is the most luxurious and nourishing feeling in the world to me. Wow. I have never heard that called out and I live for those days. And it, you're actually reminding me like that needs to be more of a regular thing. Like you're right. We get in the shower and then we're like, cause we're out. It's like, we wait to shower when we're going to we have to go, you know, versus that rolling back and, Oh, that just like yeah, turns a little like, <laughs> oil and lotion on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I need to do that like tomorrow. Okay. So thanks for the pro it's a pro tip. Everybody <laughs> you can thank her day later. <laughs> And we earned it too, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's one of those things where you do get to have more time if you choose it. That's right. Mm, so powerful. Wow. Last question, my love. It's 222 on the East Coast, by the way. You know, the mission of House of Low has so much to do with coming home to ourselves and the home within. So I ask you, for you, what does it mean to come home to you? What it means to come home to me is to really be able to look into all parts of myself, like look into the stuff that I don't like, 
at the times where I don't like myself Mm -hmm. and know that it's okay. Like this is okay. This is me. And to be able to claim that, I think that's been home lately. It's powerful. Thank you. Thank you for answering those. I love today's conversation that we're about to have. You know, I've talked a lot about what I articulated as like these mountain moments, like, and I think a lot of people live in such fear waiting for the other shoe to drop. But what I've learned in my own journey is we'll never see those moments coming. So we need to stop waiting for them. It's like when it's time to have a, let's call it a valley moment, it will come. You're never going to see it coming. That's the point of it being a valley or a low or a, right? And then the peaks you also never see coming. That's kind of the point of being on planet earth. Like I think everyone's trying to game the system of being human. And the more I work with elder spiritual healers and indigenous people that are of the actually revere mother earth and revere the human experience and all its vastness and in all its complexity and all its beauty, the more I realize that I'm done trying to game this life. I have taken myself completely out of these systems and these this lower vibrational consciousness, right? But when earlier this year during the first eclipse portal, I was hit with a huge mountain that I had to climb. And I was like, I thought I was smooth sailing. You know, it's like, I feel like we always think that after we've gone through a rough period that there won't be other challenges, right? But there, it's just that there's new challenges. It's new mountains, but we have skills. I think that we have gained from those previous experiences to help us up that mountain. But I remember this was in May of this year. And we talked about how at the top of the year, I mean, you were at my first event and like, we were all riding high. It was like 2022. It it has been a divine year. You know, it's been a huge awakening year, ascension year. But for those of us on the spiritual path, like you and me in the ascension path, like we're being asked to let our egoic consciousness, I would say die or take a backseat. It's like backseat for real, for real, right? The soul consciousness is coming to the front seat, right? So I would love to hear like, like what you think of that mountain moment concept and also like take us through how you started the year and, and what the ride has been like thus far for you. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with the ride and come into the mountain moments. So at the beginning of this year, as I was telling you, we came in hot. I had had my first journey with the grandmother with Aya and like everything was crystal clear, like bumped into you, had an amazing realization and healing of my sisterhood wound. And everything was amazing. Like it was bound to be the best year ever. My birthday rolls around. I go to Ecuador for a trip and then I couldn't quite get my footing when I returned. It just was something wasn't right. And then things just started to fall apart. Like in every single area of my life, I went from feeling on top of the world, unstoppable. My mindset was in a like untouchable place. Like I was certain of all of these goals that I had and I was literally going on the right track. My bank account was on the right track. Like every, you can tell me shit. Right. Right. (laughs) So, you know, ego is like, ah. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, everything was like, we're good. And then of course, you know, 
after that mountain moment, like I, I knew I was on the mountain and I was like, yep. up every single second of it. And I could start to like feel myself slip down the yep. mountain. Wow. And so what do I do? We run in the other direction. We oh, try yeah. to like hold oh, on yeah. to anything that we can we place expectations on the journey. Like, Oh, I'm going to get back to my routines, my rituals, and I'm going to climb back up. I've got a foundation. So I don't have to like go that far down for that long. That's it. Right. It's wild. Like I have all these tools and I'm, I am this person who is helping other people. So like my lows can't get like devastatingly low. Right. That's right. They do. Yep. And it did because for us to further our journey, we have to go there. There is no avoiding it. The more that we avoid it, the more that we fight ourselves. And so I journeyed into a space of, I was in it for, for months. I got my heart broken. I got COVID. Mm -hmm. And then I was still just like in a place of complete stillness, like the freeze response. Yeah. My bank account was negative for months at a time. And then I finally started to feel the symptoms of like depression coming on. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. And I went into denial. I was like, I can't be depressed. Like, I know, like that was part of the story that I tell, you know, and how I got out of it and how I beat it. I even called a really good friend and I was like, hey, like, I think I'm depressed, but I can't be depressed because I'm the person that helps other people get out of this kind of stuff or like avoid this. And she goes, yes, you can. That doesn't matter. And I think I had this thing, this complex of like, if I, like, I could never tell anybody this because I wanted to talk about it. I was like, if I tell people this, they won't want to work with me. Like I'm not, you know, worthy on the deepest level. Right. That's like the subconscious coming up. And so that happened. And that was like the low and then as soon as I accepted that I was there, yeah. of course, the moment that I stopped fighting myself, you know, it's like, you know what? I think I'm depressed. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to start to like, just yes. fucking claim it because yes. there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Literally days later, it was like a quantum, I guess a quantum leap in a way. I wasn't aware, like, you know, the book, The Power of Now. Hmm. so in that the introduction of that book he talks about how he goes from a state of depression to just snapping out of it the first time I read that book I was like whatever and I closed it I was like this is unrealistic and then of course spirit's like well how about we let you experience it for yourself yeah so that's what happened yeah Thank you for sharing that, babe. And you know, the thing that I want to say about lightworkers and healers and creators and any human on this planet at this time is that whatever you are here to do, speak, teach, create on, you have to live first. I can't teach abundance consciousness if I haven't experienced fear and scarcity mindset myself, deep anxiety about do I have enough money to pay the bills and feed myself? I won't be able to help people. I can't teach women about how I have transcended and continue to work on transcending the war I have with my vessel if I don't live that and work on that, right? So 
you know, when you talked about that shame that comes up for all of us of having to hold up this facade that we've already transcended. And I mean, that's the social media world we live in. And also this show your best, hide the rest world we live in when a lot of people are operating from deep unhealed darkness that you would never know. And so what I say to you on that topic is I applaud and celebrate you because you're actually now going to be able to attract in and magnetize more people into your business that need you, not just, oh, it's a nice to have to work with Creday and be exposed to her teachings. No, no, that need you because they can relate to you and you can relate to them, right? That's just it. And I feel like that's this concept of of riding the ride that, I mean, you and I both believe, like our soul chose to learn certain lessons and to be in a certain expression. And here's the expressions we're in right now, right? And it's not so much becoming detached to that. I feel like the more mountains I climb, the more I'm starting to actually love the expression I'm in versus be at odds and at war with it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Like, all of those mountains hold such a potent lesson for us to learn. And I feel like it would be one thing if everything went the way that it was planned to be. And I could be sitting up here in front of you perfectly put together and just like saying amazing things, Yeah, but it would all be a facade. Yeah. And so the reason that I got to take that ride and plummet as far down and deep as I did is so that I could unlearn all of that old bullshit way of being, all of that old like, oh, best self, oh, just do this instead, just like fine tune that or just mindset shift without healing. There is a deeper healing that we get to experience so that we can bring more of our essence to the table. Yeah, that's right. Without I mean, that. it's something you have to live to understand. I know it's hard to hear it for people that are just hearing it from us, but when you're living it, you realize, and I feel like this year has taken a lot of us through, basically these mountain moments are just us unlearning, stripping away any piece of, like, it's not just, oh, you can, you know, our soul is challenging us in this life during this time on earth with the awakening that mass consciousness is having to strip away any shred of any belief that still believes something outside of us is going to fulfill us. Mm. And that's really hard. It's just really hard to do in our culture. In a culture that says there's someone outside of you that gives you the money that you have to take care of yourself, that without a romantic relationship, good luck, that without a strong social circle, good luck. And without looking a certain way, good luck. And that's just not the way of the divine. It's just not. And anyone who's holding on to those old paradigms is going to struggle big time in the next, in the coming years now and in the coming years. And I feel like that's why You have to speak openly about your journey, my love. I have to speak openly about my healing journey. You think I want to be on here? Like my ego wants to hide forever, okay? In a cave somewhere and just talk to God. (laughs) Like that's all I really, if if I, if God wants me to do this podcast, that's why I do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I would love to not talk about this stuff, you know, because it is next level vulnerability. It's 
taking off the masks that we all are well aware of, we wear. And life is always going to take us through a lot of detours. And that's where I want to go next. I know you well, and you're like me where you know what you're worth. Like you, you know what you're worth. You know what you're capable of. You know that you're this master creator and you can, like all your desires are going to happen. But I feel like sometimes we have to make peace with the fact that our soul wants to take us on a detour from our heart's deepest desires, which of course is leading all the way back to it, to teach us certain lessons. What is your perspective on that? Ah, I love this because from as early of an age I can remember, the detour has really been my only path. And I'm not saying that to sound like all knowing or wise. I just would yeah, journal at like the age of, I don't even know how old I was, maybe like 11. Sure. I don't know. And I was not wanting like love in this perfect relationship. What I would ask for as I was journaling was the heartbreak. Mm. I wanted to know the heartbreak, like something inside of me, my soul really signed up like for the detour of this life. Yes. And I always thought that was such an interesting thing. Like I always felt wise from a young age. I knew that I wasn't wise because I hadn't experienced anything. So the way that I've always navigated my life was like, okay, I know that there is this route and this is like what they say to do and how to get there. But I need to go in the other direction so that I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. I don't want to live it unless I can feel it in my bones. Ooh, that's a mic drop moment. I don't want to live it unless I can feel it in my bones. Wow. I feel like when I first met you, I mean, I was so, it's such an honor to know you. And I know I tell you this all the time, but it really is. And just to give everybody some background, Crede and I were divinely guided to meet at this time because our souls know each other (laughs) from other lives. And Crede came to one of my events through a friend of hers who told her about it. And I remember meeting you. And I remember, first of all, I knew you. I was like, I know this person, <laughs> you know, and I remember feeling right away. I was like, she's a poet. Like, I always felt like you're like, not just a poet in the sense of writing poetry. I think your life is a poem. That's how I think of you. It's so beautiful. Like you live life from this. It's very natural to your soul's essence. It's like fluid. It's flowing. I mean, you're so divinely feminine, (laughs) like you really are. And one of the things I would love to have you shine a light on for everyone is how you think about your feminine energy versus your masculine. Because I can tell you, like, just as someone who's met you, who's outside of you, I feel your feminine essence. And most women are trying to find that, like they're too in their masculine, you know, and it's, killing them. Like they're burnt out. They're all the things they're detached from there. Right. And this isn't obviously in gender. This is, I just feel like you live from a state of being versus doing. That's just my perception of you, but I would love to hear like what you think of that. And if you even think of it like that, and also how you allow yourself to be in that kind of energy in our culture of doing. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that I'm very feminine presenting. 
Mm-hmm. The readings around it. And I think that is an accurate statement because I've spent a long time actually finding ways to secure masculine energy within me and really establish it because there have been so many moments where I felt like I wasn't doing enough. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Am I just like naturally lazy? Am I just like not cut out for this capitalistic world that we live in? Like, so insert eye roll to the capitalist culture. Yeah. Yeah. And so now in this like feminine awakening, it's Uh like, Oh, I get to come back and like live from my heart space. This is like what feels natural to me. This is what feels good for me. And at the same time, being able to, Hmm. What's the word? To collaborate with the masculine in a way that is, it serves because I did the thing where I learned the way and sure. all of last year I hustled and I did my whole things, getting my business put together, like got to post this many times, like all of the, all of the structure yep. and it burnt me out so, so greatly. Like <laughs> it was ridiculous. So it really feels for me like this is the first year of me acknowledging, acknowledging the feminine and leaning into it even deeper than I ever have before. Yeah. I really see you as a leader in that, you know, and it's not so much about one is overpowering the other. The goal for all of us is harmony and balance between the two and actually trusting ourselves enough to know when our masculine should lead a situation or a moment to know when our feminine and to dance between the two versus being in overdrive on one side or the other. Because a lot of women that are in their wounded feminine feel like they're left behind in the culture because they're not in a healthy masculine, divine masculine energy and divine feminine. So it is, to me, the goal for all of us is just balance and trusting ourselves that we we are in balance versus telling ourselves a story that we're not, you know? But I feel like there's a lot of people that hear people like you and I talk about the work, right? Doing the work. <laughs> and I did a live on this recently where I... I want to be more open about what we're all talking about when we talk about the work. Like, and everybody's work is different, obviously, because of in this lifetime, the soul's lessons that were chosen, childhood, circumstances, body, expression, background, walk of life. Fine. But I would love to hear what your perspective is on like the work and why you even feel that it's worth doing the healing in this life. Like, what drives you? What motivates you? What inspires you to keep climbing the next mountain versus just like giving up? And I know sometimes we feel like giving up, but like, I think a lot of people are like, what are all these people doing all this healing work for? Like, what is it giving them? And then you and I both know it opens up like so much, (laughs) so much and sometimes tangible, but also intangible healing. Right. So I would just love to hear like your perspective on that. Oh, yes. I do want to start by saying back to what we're talking about with the feminine and me, you know, being in my feminine or whatever. I want to preface, I want to say like, I have been in my wounded feminine for a majority of my life. So (laughs) that's just where I, I was for a really long time until just a few years ago of like getting into this work. Yeah. And so 
where to start. So as you were saying, with the work, everybody has different work. And a lot of my journey and more of a deeper spiritual healing, like it really started for me when COVID hit and Black Lives Matter movement was again. Yes. Because in those moments, I felt this very deep, deep pain that was not just mine. Yes. And so for those listening, I am Black and I'm Cambodian. Mm-hmm. So there is this deep-rooted trauma on my Black side, on my father's side. And there is also a lot of trauma on my Cambodian side because of the Cambodian genocide. Yes. And what my mother, her grandmother, her mother had to go through. Yeah. So I know that in my contract, there's a there's a lot to be done. And I think that's part of what motivates me. Just knowing the shoulders that I can sit on to be here and what my ancestors had to go through and not just the trauma that they passed down, but also like all of the codes and all of the wisdoms that they, that are lived through me. There's nothing else that I'd rather do. And so with that, I'll say, if you're wondering like what the work is, the work is hidden in the deepest, most painful parts of your existence. Yeah. And that's where you start. Mm. Let's just sit with that for a second. Thank you for articulating that in that way. It's so powerful and potent. And I've said this a lot. Our generation is here to transmute a lot of pain from previous generations. It's a tall order. It just is, you know, and to be honest, what helps me in my darkest moments is I can feel my ancestors, especially my grandmothers, but I can even feel like (laughs) this is going to get a little weird, but for some people, but I can even feel the bodies I used to inhibit in other lives with those lessons around me. It's like, and to be honest, to understand our vastness as a soul that's had many human experiences is what makes climbing the next mountain possible. Like, Crede, you are a powerful soul that's done this dance many times. What makes this time any different? You know, like in the sense of what you're capable of and what you're here to do. Like, it's big. And to be honest, I think a lot of us that are doing this work that have been called to the ascension path and deep, deep healing, to your point, it's because our mission is big. Like, and this isn't to compare to anyone, but let me tell you something. The deeper your pain, the harder the circumstances you went through, the bigger your mission is. And I wish more people would wake up to that. Nothing is for no reason. Nothing. In fact, the things that all of us have gone through in different ways are to help us help thousands, if not millions of other people throughout the rest of our lifetime. Like we don't go through these things without a larger purpose. But the problem is some people just really are so stuck in that pain that they won't even see the purpose in it, the power in it. And I feel like doing this work over and over again, every mountain one climbs, it's like you realize 
the capacity for healing we all have just in our DNA, you know, it's like in our soul. And that's what makes me, you know, slowly but surely over time, not seek outside of myself for love, joy, passion, pleasure, power. (laughs) I said this recently in those dark moments, when you're on the floor, bawling, heaving, like the tears, it's like, you don't even like the, you're having an out of body experience in those moments. And I would argue it's because the pain is coming to the surface that was repressed Mm -hmm. in those moments. All you have is you. And I said, this is like, and you have to learn to speak life into you because in those moments, we don't want to see no Ted talk. Don't show me nobody who's going to motivate me. Like this is that Phoenix rising energy. It's like, wow, here I am in my rawest, most heartbroken state, only up to go. Like there's nowhere to go but up in those moments. And that is how I climb these mountains over and over and over again. And I would be curious your perspective on like death and rebirth, like the cycles of that and what you've gone through this year and and how you, when you look back in these dark moments, my love, How would you articulate to people how you make it to the other side? So I have (laughs) had a lot of unlearning to do, especially around my darkest, deepest moments with myself. I've always been really self-reliant. I think that there is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, there is such thing as being the hyper-independence. Yes. We all subscribe to at one point or another, because we are used to doing this work on our own. Yes. And a big teaching of this year has been that it's actually not like, we're actually not doing it alone. Yes. And the more that we can give into that concept and share and lean on others, not like you know what I mean when I say that we're not relying on other people to keep us from getting to a bad place. Like when you go, you go all the way and then on your way up, you get to ask for help. Like you get to do these really humbling things to be in collaboration with others. Like I call on my best friends. I strengthen my relationships when I'm in those, that vulnerable place with myself. Yes. And that has been such an eye-opening process for me. Man, I'm thinking of one of my very best friends, Junpei, right now. Yes. We are both very much on this like high vibrational state when we're together. You know, we travel together. But sometimes when we go into our lows, like we are completely separate. Mm. And he turned to me one day and asked me like, how come you never call me when you need me? When Mm. you need help? And I like just sat there and I was just like, well, how can we never call me? Yeah. <laughs> and we have to remember, like, we need each other. We yeah. get to lean back into our soul family, our soul connections right. to uplift one another. So I've actually been unlearning the independence of like the journey back into the the story of co-creation and it's been so, so much better and so much more enjoyable because I was never the girl that asked for help. I wouldn't even reach out to my coach. I was like, nope, I don't need a therapist yet. Yep. 
And guess what? I am going into this fall season, guns a blazing, coach on my right, therapist on my left, like, let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) The whole squad is on deck, ready. Like, don't just call on your ancestors. You got people like here in this dimension too. I'm so happy you took it there because that's the next level lesson for Lolo. I'm not hyper independent in the way of like, I'm going to do this all myself. It's that I've been heartbroken and betrayed by people that I gave my entire being to, my heart and soul to, since I was a kid. And because of those betrayals, because of those heartbreaks, my ego put my soul in a turtle shell and said, don't come out. (laughs) And to be honest, This is a protective mechanism a lot of people, especially women, live with, but men too. And, you know, it's like, for me, I'm entering a phase right now, this rebirth where the divine's like, you're going to have to let people in all the way, Lauren, all the way. And to be honest, Creday, I am ready, but I am nervous. There's no doubt because I'm somebody that's, used to doing it all myself. Not that I wanted to. I just, I had to, like there was no one. So what's it going to be like to have someone there that wants to hold space for me? Because to be honest, like those heartbreaks came because the people I trusted to hold space for me actually couldn't. And then I would try to get them to, or give them another shot. And then they couldn't. And this is childhood stuff. And So because I was fooled into thinking they could, and then again, I was fooled, I, you know, had this whole story that no one can really do that. But you're right. Our soul family, like, can. They want to be there. Our divine life partner wants to hold space, (laughs) wants to be there. Like, we're not a burden. And I've felt like that burden energy my whole life. Like, I'm too much. I'm too loud. I'm too complex. I talk too much. I think about things so deeply. Everybody's so fucking surface level. And a lot of people are. And to be honest, over time, we develop these coping mechanisms of just handling everything ourselves. And it is going to be next level growth for all of us to start calling on those that really unconditionally love us. Yes, absolutely. And I, I feel you when you say that with like it being scary. Yeah. Because when we go about this process of letting people in, like it's not our responsibility to fully know what the contract is between us and right. the other. Right. The contract is the contract. And well, they may right. not be there for you. And that is part of them following through with their duty. Mm-hmm. What you need to go get over in your life. That's right. And there are beautiful contracts that are going to be there to help uplift us and deepen our own self-love and love for others. Right. So, uh, I guess our job is really just staying open to all of it. And that leads me into my last question for you on this, which is what is your relationship at this point with all that you've learned this year? What is your relationship like with receiving? Mm. I love this. Question. <laughs> you know, I've leaned the fuck into receiving, receiving yes. help by asking for help. Right. Receiving money by asking for money. Like I even think of action as a 
feminine yes. thing. Right. Like taking action is the most feminine thing we can do because it is receptive. That's right. Like the act of holding out my hand is what allows me mm. to. So I, that. I tell my clients all the time, like, yeah, these are a- the action steps, but mm-hmm. like it is the most feminine thing that you could ever, ever lean into. Yeah. It's tough sometimes though, you know, being able to accept help, being able to accept parts of yourself. So it's been really challenging because to receive, we have to heal or else we don't get it and or else we refuse it. Can't hold it. We can't hold it. And so I think that it is one of the more challenging lessons that it's at least been for me. And it's also been the most rewarding. I'm still figuring it out every day, all the time, but I feel like I am so much more comfortable in it. It almost feels a little bit like, yeah. like not guilty, but just like, oh, no, yeah, like, all right, you just like sit up on your throne and you're like, okay. Yes. Go. Yeah. It's that true queen energy. And I think also when you're at that point where your, your ego's thinking, oh, am I receiving too much? Mm-hmm. Open the container more. That's the universe saying widen the container, widen the container, because the wound in our culture is receiving. Like that is a big wound in the culture. It's like, I have to be doing and giving to receive anything. And it's like, we've been giving away gold and receiving scraps. And that's just not how it's going to work anymore. And again, a true being that has a feminine essence is, I mean, we're created to receive. So I think for all of us that are trying to heal our, that are healing our feminine, our wounded feminine, if you will, it's like the universe is going to keep gently expanding us to receive more. So I'm excited to see how we flow with that, you know, and and if we really allow ourselves to receive all that God wants to pour into us, you know, and that's the, that's the next mountain, but that's, one that I will willingly climb. <laughs> yeah. Are we will receive all that God sets for into us. That is the question of the next chapter. Wow. I just have to say, I, when I met you, I instantly could feel that you're just special. I don't know how else to say it. I don't have the words that are politically correct. So whatever. You just are. Like you're the real deal. You are so powerful, creative, loving. Your energy field is healing without you saying a word. And I hope you know that. And I hope you know you don't have to do anything. That just being in your energy, anyone who is who has the honor to be in your energy is healed just by you being you. And so Lolo, I'm honored to know you as you know, and I love you. And I'm so grateful for all that you've taught me and poured into me. And I pray to continue to pour into you, but I just want to celebrate you and thank you for the way you choose to live and for doing all this work so that your full, magnificent queen, soul, empress, priestess energy can be activated. So thank you, my love. Uh, Thank you so much, Lo, for being such an inspirer motivator and like such a divine reflection. You've been such a catalyst in my journey in more ways than I'll ever be able to tell you, but I'm sure that you know. 
such an honor to be here with you today. Thank you. I love you. Please let everyone know where they can connect with you and follow you and also any way they can work with you, any programs or containers that you have coming up. Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram with Criday. Criday mm-hmm. like Friday, but spelled with a K. Yep. And I do have an upcoming retreat. Ooh. Yes. It's the Creative Awakening Retreat. We're going to be in Joshua Tree December 2nd to 4th. Oh. And I'm leading this with my really good friend, Jarell. Wow. It's going to be amazing. We are going to do so much joyous, healing, inner child work, a lot of movement, a lot of just, just good energy to be around so we can unleash your creative spirit. Mm, that is going to be magical. And during a very potent time of the year. So I'm so excited for that one. Wow. I love it. I love it. Crede is a creative being. Like you create the most magical things. Anything you touch turns into gold. So true alchemist right here. And I hope everyone can come to the retreat. That sounds incredible. And I can't wait to see you in November when I'm back in SD. I love you, my love. Thank you for being here. And thank you. Here's to, we're entering peak season, my love. We're done with the valleys this year. This is peak season, okay? Okay, I'm here for it. If you say so, (laughs) I could go for some more valleys at this rate, but you know what? I'm here for the peak. (laughs) We're in peak season now, okay? We're peaking and yeah, we're all set with the valleys for right now. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Thank you for being here, babe. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, love.